0: listening to the EdReach Network.
1: Ed Gamer, episode 17 on EdReach. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, July 2nd, 2011. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. Big, big voice. It's good to hear from you, Jerry. Thanks, buddy. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs, discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach.
0: And I'm Jerry.
1: Jerry, give us a little bit about yourself.
0: My name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher at Schomburg High School in Schomburg,
1: Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth-grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. So, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. It's been kind of a crazy summer, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been, uh,
0: you know, us us teacher folk over summer go a little crazy.
1: It, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I guess it was crazy Uh last weekend you were gone Mm -hmm. yeah so where did you go jerry
0: i was out in the beautiful heat of sunny las vegas Uh uh-huh it's 108 degrees and everyone kept telling me don't worry it's a dry heat yeah you know what 108 degrees is hot regardless whether it's a dry or wet heat
1: (laughs) right i hate
0: humidity more than anyone else but 108 degrees is still hot
1: it's still stinking hot yeah yeah. So and then you've been working on your yearbook?
0: Yeah. Yeah, got back about midweek and I've uh, been doing cranking out the old yearbook, getting ready for a little 4th of July holiday here. What about yourself?
1: Yeah. Uh well, I stopped uh I got done with the the teacher feast, so teaching teachers. Teaching teachers. And uh tech, teaching teachers technology. Get some alliteration going there. Yeah. And so uh that that was done, but this past week I Moved back into, moved from my portable classrooms, which called Double Wide Pride. <laughs> <laughs> moved moved back into the school.
0: Oh, they let you back in?
1: They let me back in. Wow. Uh, I, I think it's too expensive to hold on to those portables. <laughs> so they let me back in. And uh, moving, just moving all that, I have so much junk. Yeah. I have so much junk. It's 16, this is my 16th year of teaching. Oh. This will be my 16th year. And so... All the stuff that I've gathered over the years, the books, everything. It's all the tech stuff. You know, I think it, it, it,
0: yeah. that goes for life, too. You don't realize how much crap you have until you have to move it. Yeah. You know, it's like if I was asked to move my house right now, I'd find all kinds of stuff that I really could live without.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, In fact, my wife and I were driving by our old house, our first house that we purchased, and it was a three-bedroom um Three bedroom house, one bath, and you know, nice kitchen, nice uh, family room. There was no dining room or living room. It was just, it was small. It was about, I'd say, it was about twelve hundred, maybe eleven 1, hundred square foot. Okay. Um, nice, beautiful backyard. Just a really nice neighborhood. And I was visualizing all the stuff we have now, and it would probably <laughs> stuff. The entire house, and you wouldn't have anywhere to move. And that includes the basement. Yeah. It wasn't a finished basement, but, I mean, we could – oh, my goodness. It just – yeah, it was – It's we have a lot of stuff. And it was a cute little house. <laughs> it was very nice. So I guess we need to back up a little bit because uh, we were off for a short time because mm-hmm. of the crazy schedule. Mm-hmm. And we posted EdGamer16, but, of course, there was a mess-up. I don't know what happened but uh, we had a little hiccup on Skype, and I lost about half the show, mm. and it was very, it was very frustrating because the, t- the our discussion was awesome.
0: Yeah, right? we gave out winning lottery numbers. Yes, we, I mean <laughs> all kinds of good stuff.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. So uh, we're rich, but I don't know. Yeah, everything uh, else, I mean, you guys missed out on it, I guess.
0: I own the interwebs, <laughs> all of them.
1: Nice. Nice. So the, the couple topics that we talked about was the Connect source code was released by Microsoft. Uh, we talked about that a little bit, talked about how that was, could be used in uh, education, and then a, a board game called Who Who Would Win Board Game, mm-hmm. and that was on Geek Dad. So if you want to check those out, you can go to Edgamer16, the wiki, um, the wiki link, and the show notes are there and the links are there. So you guys can check those out. I think that would be... That would be very good. So that was one thing. Uh, The other thing, let me jump back to my other notes. Uh, Google Plus, that was just released, and I know Ed Reach is talking about this a little bit. And I I got an invite from Jeremy Bruick, who is a wonderful, wonderful person. You know, it shows that there is a chance for world peace out there. You know why? (laughs) Why? Because Jeremy is a huge Cleveland Browns fan. Mm-hmm. And I am a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Ooh. So it just shows that we can get along and and things can go well. (laughs) So, you know, that that shows that world peace does have a chance. That's, no, I I think Jeremy, the invite, I'm still learning it. I'm still trying to figure it out. I guess I still can't invite people. We were trying it before the show. I was trying to get Jerry, uh, Jerry in. I made a post and. I feel
0: kind of left out.
1: It's. I think they shut it down because there was a lot of spammers and other people that were hogging up the their servers, trying to get invites out. And uh, it it looks nice. It looks. It has these things called circles. Yep. And uh, I created an EdReach Reach circle, and Jeremy and I, I think, are the only ones <laughs> in the Reach circle. I don't know how, how that works out, but at least in my circle, I guess. Um, it looks interesting. It, it, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it. How it. Pertains to gaming, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Excuse me.
1: Maybe I have an Ed, Ed Gamer Circle, and I include some awesome people out there, including one that I, I think um, uh, just just missed today or something. Something crazy probably came up, and that was Lucas Gillespie, and we were trying to have him on today for the. Uh, he was at ISTE, which I was quite jealous. And we wanted a gaming perspective from Isti, and thought Lucas would be able to do that. We had him scheduled, and something—I'm—I'm assuming something came up that he was not able to do that because he's usually right on the ball. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll forgive him. You ready? He only loses he he only loses, you know, a couple levels within uh, World of Warcraft. (laughs) So you're—you're docking him levels. I'm docking him levels—not experience because you know he's so high. You know, he's at the top of the, the, the food chain, so <laughs> got to drop him down some levels. Not, No, just messing with you. Like this, so. Uh, so we'll have to have him on and maybe try to get him next week and see if we can learn a little bit about ISTE. Yeah. And, it, what, Jerry, you want to explain ISTI?
0: International <laughs> Society for Technology and Education.
1: Dang, do you already have it up?
0: I already have it. Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome. You are I've been awesome. thrown
0: under the bus way too many times to
1: not be prepared. <laughs> oh fun 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 okay i thought i'd get you there so yeah there was a huge conference out in philly and there were some of the edreach folks that were out there and maybe next year yeah maybe next year we have our own edreach area that uh people can come and visit and do some ed gaming so that would be a lot of fun I agree. it's in san diego next year
0: ooh sunny san diego
1: yeah that's a really nice place i've i've been there once
0: i was there Many moons ago, I took a trip over to the border to a wonderful little town called Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where this story is going to end.
1: <laughs> How old were you, Jerry?
0: I was 19 oh, years that's young. that's all
1: we need to say. That's all we need to say. It was, that's, that's not going anywhere good. It's bad on a lot of levels. That's not going I came I, back I, a changed man. Oh, boy. <laughs> the junior high teacher and me took that to another level. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry audience. I'll close my mind on that one. Uh we I went out uh I don't know is after 2 I don't know 2002 to somewhere around there 2003 went out for a wedding for uh my wife's cousin out to Los Angeles and drove to San Diego. We went, we went to SeaWorld. Oh, okay. and got to swim with the dolphins. Wow. That was awesome. And then we found out that nobody rides in the carpool lane. <laughs> we had two people and i'm just like we can go on the carpool lane can't we, we we're two people <laughs> and flying by everybody and Laura's just looking along and she's like there's nobody driving with anybody else <laughs> it's all single people in vehicles and and you want oh man it was just yeah that that was that was an inter- it took us it was a pretty drive down there and uh, the weather was just awesome nice it was beautiful so okay so we got our Ed Gamer 16 mess-up, uh-huh. uh, and we got the Google Plus taken mm-hmm. care of. We got Lucas. We threw him under the bus just a little bit. And uh, still love you, Lucas. <laughs> um, and uh, okay, now we're off to our first article. Okay. And found this. And you know what? I'm wondering. You know where I think I found this? This is one of the apps that I've been using on the iPad 2. It's called Zite, Z-I-T-E. And it's basically – yeah, go ahead. Z-I-T-E, okay. Yes, Z-I-T-E. And it is basically a magazine or newspaper, whatever you want to call, um, with all the categories that you want to learn about. Okay. Or read about. And so I can attach it to my Google Reader so, you know, some of the topics I have on there, of course, is gaming and programming, game programming and technology and social studies and, you know, all that, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Cooking, food and cooking, you know, because mm-hmm. I like doing that, too. So I think this is one of the articles that I got from uh, Zeit, and it's called What Kids Can Learn from Playing in Virtual Worlds. So um, what, do you, what did you get from this? I
0: like virtual worlds.
1: explain (laughs) Jeffrey.
0: um yeah i mean i have a huge history with virtual worlds so this is really interesting to me and a lot of the virtual worlds that they talk about in this article um because if you get just a little bit into it talks about first of all there are over one billion users of virtual worlds which those numbers always i don't know i hate it when they put those things first because it's like how you know how many are anyway reliability <laughs> of data and numbers gets kind yeah. of sketchy well, it when, says, when it you says want to write an informatic article. Then. So, okay, right. anyway, the, the important part of it, online communities where users of avatars participate in various simulated environments, even more impressive than that number, roughly half of the virtual world users are under age 15.
1: Um, this, just, just to put it quickly here, this is from MindShift okay. um, you know, uh, website, and it's Audrey Waters. So that's her, this is her article.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know there's an enormous audience for younger, um, I guess younger teens and, and children. There are a lot of virtual worlds for them. I, and I mean, naturally, because it, I think it started because they needed something to do, you know? And so when you can't leave the house, then you leave the house any way you can, which is sometimes through a virtual world. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's there's a huge amount of adult users as well. So I guess roughly half, okay, I'll go with it. But that's, that's a pretty big number because there are a lot of adult virtual world users. You know, Second Life runs all on adults. Right. And it's got to be one of the largest virtual worlds out there. World of Warcraft, I'm going to say, you know, maybe you get the late teens in there, but still a lot of adults on World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So between those two things... <clears throat> hey, I got to say those are mostly adult sites. Excuse me.
1: No, nope, that's all right. And it, well, it also talks about two here, the um, virtual worlds for under for the under 13 set, which include Club Penguin, Wyville and I don't know that one. And Webkins webkins uh, we kind of we've kind of gotten out of that one with my two girls. Mm-hmm. But Club Penguin has been very big, and that's a Disney. That's a Disney one.
0: Yeah, Wyville was really big too. Wyville was like one of the the OG, the original um, virtual worlds for kids. Okay. Wyville had a huge following, and then just kind of, you know, the the problem Petered. is with these things, they're susceptible to. What ha- When you make these things around kids' interests, they're kind of susceptible to what kids do with everything. They go hardcore and love to play them and get super involved and then kind of falls off. So, you know, I mean, virtual worlds try not to do that. But it, it's tough with virtual worlds for kids because there's so much about security
1: in them. They have to be mm-hmm. so loaded up on security mm-hmm. um, that it takes... Club Penguin does a pretty good job. I mean, there's... You know, they have to – they send an email to me to get approval uh, for certain things. There's different levels where you have very restricted, which is my youngest daughter, and she can only choose a set of uh, responses or questions yeah. to other people. And, and then she only is allowed to interact with other people at her same level. Then my older, oldest daughter, she, uh, she has kind of the middle of the road. Uh, she has a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm can move around. She can type her messages and she's hooked up with friends that she knows from school and other people. So uh, the social interaction is, is quite interesting, especially for an educator.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I think unfortunately sometimes the things that makes, make them great are what also holds them back, which is essentially, you know, security. Like it's awesome. The kids can be out there and all on their own, but because you have these, these, you know different types of issues with security you can't you know you're also so limiting because it mm-hmm. you do have to choose a response for certain things and um you know you're pretty severely limited to the things that the kids can do and that's too bad because imagine if you didn't have to worry about the security issues how very cool You know, you'd probably have more people jumping on this trend willing to put their name behind something like that. But it's, you know, it's a dangerous business to get into because you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be the company that's allowing predators in your virtual
1: world either. Right, right. So the the connectivity, the positive is the connectivity between the students – interacting and learning from others just like what we do within facebook that's more of a social twitter i look at more as a um and that's not a virtual world i understand that but it's it's an area that i can learn from learn from others uh on a professional level Mm -hmm. you know really i don't see and maybe this is where the crossover needs to happen i don't know of any maybe listeners out there can tell us i don't know any virtual worlds where educators can go to and and interact and learn from, from others. Maybe that's something that comes down the road.
0: Yeah. I, I, there were some schools that did some big Second Life stuff. Um, Chicago Public Schools, I think I mentioned this before, had an amazing um, staff area where they could learn from. Each other, they had all their you know professional learning communities and everything were all online. You could access all the different libraries, you could access research, you could share lesson plans. It was incredible. And then the lady that was doing it left, and it just shut down. Hmm. And um, now it's kind of just a, a right a barren area in in second so, life.
1: So, so what's interesting is the fact that you know especially with games. You know, I will not introduce games into the classroom unless I've played them beforehand. Mm-hmm. I won't introduce any movies or content or resources unless I've used them or have researched them or, or you, you know, I, unless I understand them before I let them go into my classroom. It seems that and that maybe this is dangerous. It seems that we are allowing some of these virtual worlds to go on within our classroom with our kids without us having something on our end. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, it's um you and, and virtual worlds are so tough because you can't possibly explore ahead of time all the areas that your students would explore, you know, the, so they're going to be in areas that, you know, like you said, you, you play a video game before your kids play it or you play a or you watch a movie before they they watch it. There's really, it's really tough to get a solid. Eye. I mean, you can get an idea of what a virtual world is going to be like, but you can never adjust for the people they're going to meet on there that you right.
1: don't know about. Right. And how about this? The, um, you know, the the future. Because I'm definitely a big picture. Is that I think I think of Star Trek. You know, it kind of goes to Star Trek where you have the the holodeck. Where you have a virtual world, you walk into a room, and it recreates uh, the world that you're looking for. So, if it's like NIU, mm-hmm. you know, you could actually attend classes. You're on a spaceship somewhere, often in the outer reaches of you know the universe, and um, you could walk into the holodeck, and you could go back to. NIU or Notre Dame or Stanford or Yale and walk into a classroom and take a class from a professor Mm -hmm. that, and you feel like you're there. Um, You could also go into a library. You could also do research. So, I mean, the, we are, we are in the baby. We're in the infancy, infancy of this type of technology, the virtual worlds where I do feel, and people are trying to do this to where trying to get to the levels of where science fiction meets reality of something like a holodeck. Yeah,
0: I I agree, it, and I haven't seen done yet what I really want to see out of virtual worlds, which is the communication. And I think this this happens because of a lot of reasons. But number one is because we can't decide on a really good virtual world for education. Um, mm-hmm. it, when we do, you know, I want to see communication not only across the country but globally. Yeah, I mean that's right. That's got to be the coolest part of all this, and we we a lot of times get very caught up in the, you know, I guess in the the little picture details instead of getting around to completing those bigger ideas of of having kids communicate right. with other people around the world.
1: Well, jumping back to something you talked to, we've talked about before is is that you have these virtual worlds and they're. Sometimes it's kind of silly. They're just recreating the world that you're already in.
0: Yeah, I saw um, there was a somebody tweeted uh, one of our colleagues from EdReach, Judy. Um, I'm Epke. gonna say it wrong. Epke. Okay. So she she had a good tweet out there that was like, you know, seeing people in Second Life literally recreating classrooms with right. with um, you know desks in a row and everything like that. And and the first time that I had seen that done. I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is so neat. And then I was, you know, the more I thought about it and the more I thought about our tweet, I was like, oh, my God, why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> why would you create the horrible classrooms that we're stuck in? Right. You know, and I think some of that was to encourage teachers. Like, look, it's not so bad. There's classrooms in here. Yeah, yeah. You could still have desks in a row. You know, when that's the last thing you would want to do in a virtual world is sit down at a virtual desk <laughs> it
1: right. sounds well, awful and what i was just mentioning too with the holodeck i could go to stanford and take a class there mm-hmm. you know yeah it, it in some respects it seems kind of silly because if you want to if i want to learn about uh if i had a holodeck i mean if i wanted to learn about um uh you know henry the eighth why wouldn't i just recreate have a program that could allow me to go back to you know London, England, back in the time of Henry the Eighth, yeah, and 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 learn that way. But you know, if like I said, okay, now I'm getting very geeky. I'm off on a spaceship, you know, somewhere in the galaxy. Then you know, maybe I do want to walk into a classroom like at Stanford. Or Oxford, or whatever, and, and do it that way. So it does give you the flexibility, but you also have to, the virtual world has to fit for what you are trying to do. Yeah, it, and, and you want it, to make it exciting for whoever's involved in that.
0: Yeah, and you still need a virtual meeting space. You know, I, I mean, one of the, the grad classes that I took, we had essentially two meeting spaces online, and neither was a traditional classroom. But they still held a lot of the tools of the traditional classroom. You were set in, you know, either a bowl or kind of a stadium seating type things. But it might have been on a beach, or it might have been, you know, <laughs> around a lake. But then you still had a giant screen where PowerPoints were presented, or where speakers Uh-oh. could. I don't know the PowerPoint word, well, where speakers could, um, you know show their visuals or whatever yeah. it was that, that they wanted to do. And we got, you know, we got speeches from people all over the country. We had art. At, it was for an art education class. So we had art educators from Ohio state, you know, overseas, they would all come in and show us, you know, these fantastic things. Okay,
1: So, you know, they're doing these presentations mm-hmm. on art. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they take, you know, like have a door out of the classroom and and the next door you go into is the Louvre. Um, you can. You, I mean. You, oh, you know. Why wouldn't you do that? Okay, walk with me. We're going to go to this hallway, and we're going to look at this painting and talk about it. Here's rather the, than having a presentation within a, a virtual classroom.
0: Here's the trick: is um, when you get into large virtual world groups, and when you start to give presentations to more than ten people in a virtual world, yeah. you face a lot of the same challenges as you would bringing a large group of people with you. You know, you, okay. you have to you have to transport these people to wherever right. you're going. Okay. And so, you know, there, and there's a lot of aspects of like to hear someone in a virtual world, you have to be within a certain proximity of that person.
1: Right. Okay. So I mean
0: it's a simple link thing, but with everyone's connections.
1: So logistics and, and, and hardware.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everything still comes it's back. It's not anybody, there yet. No. It's, it's not, not there. there yet. And part of that I still blame on us not having a a solid educational Virtual world,
1: yeah, and where everybody can just say, "Okay, this is what we're using. Mm-hmm. Let's let's build around it." Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was a lot longer on virtual worlds than I was <laughs> anticipating, but See, still, I think you it was get me started good. on virtual worlds. No, well, that's why trouble. that's why I picked it because I thought this was a good <laughs> article for you. Okay, so we're done with that one. Uh, like I said, we have the link on the we we'll have it on the show on the show links in the wiki. Okay, next article is uh, Brain Pop. I okay. uh, got this from a friend of mine, Mike Jones. He's a big brain pop user, and, and I've used it this past year. It's a nice website, um, especially for teachers, lesson plans. Basically, it's, it's videos and links for students to learn about certain topics. Um, one of them that I used this year was on the major religions because I teach a small unit on the five major religions. Hmm. Um, but they came out with – they hooked up with um, – Filament Games, and iCivics, iCivics.org, I guess, is created by Filament Games. And iCivics.org is, there's a game called Argument Wars, which is uh, learning about the Constitution and the rights of the people and for U.S. government. And so they actually have now added the Flash games onto Brain Pop. Hmm. Very, I think, a very cool connection. Um Because BrainPop is very cartoonish. Okay. So adding this, you know, adding these games in here uh, is is kind of a nice nice step. One thing that really, I didn't even notice it until a little bit later, was they have a link at the bottom of this page. Um, It says, Why Games? And it actually goes into, it has these different uh, topics on here. It talks about using games allows me... Uh, allows me to hit more learning styles in the same lesson in a much easier way than normal classroom environment mm-hmm. this is from a teacher um, about using games and simulations in the classroom so they have a lot of these different links uh to reasons why games game research why should it how, why should games be used in the classroom lesson plans uh examples of games in schools, academic standards that can be reached by using games, and what I found, which was very cool, uh, it shows the different, find it here, uh, it shows, the, it has the different games, there's Generation Cures, I guess Generation Cures is kind of a, a science game, they have um, Cell Command, another science game, Prone Chronopticon, I don't even know what that is. It just sounds fun. Chronopticon, yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Calculate elapsed time in meaningful context. So chronology, that makes sense. Chronopticon. iCivics, which is the argument war. They have life preservers, which is another uh, science game. And then um, Nobel Prize blood types. So it says differentiate between blood group and blood type. Explain different antigens and antibodies for Affect blood type, so it gets into different areas within uh, that area of science. And then, but all these are games that are now on BrainPOP.
0: Hmm, very cool. And they were at at I
1: S T E as well. S D. Yes. SD. They were at SD. So it gives uh, some people another angle mm-hmm. to get to uh, the iCivics games and some other games that are there. Nice. So, those of you that use BrainPOP, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the next one is, uh, The Lord of the Rings. It's a, it's a card game that I found on Rock Paper Shotgun. Which is kind <laughs> of, uh, yeah, it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a British website. And very cool, uh, reviews of games. Mm-hmm. One of them they have is The Lord of the Rings card game. And this is basically, it, it, it's a card game, but what really caught my attention. Was that it has a co-op aspect? Uh, It has a cooperative journey through the dangerous dangerous territories. Um, That's not a board game, but a card game. How does that work? Short answer is that no matter how high your expectations are, this is what caught my attention from the article. It works even better than you might have hoped. It's genius. So, really, I think it's an interesting way of playing a card game. Usually, because you have you talked about magic before.
0: Yeah, I talked about magic. Well we talked about magic last time we were talking about Las Vegas because uh there's a huge connection and I have no oh, idea Matt. where it came from. Yeah. Yeah, between Magic the Gathering and um Texas Hold'em poker players. I guess mm-hmm. like like the 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 top like twenty earning people online that play online Texas Hold'em poker are like serious magic addicts. Yeah,
1: there and, must be a connection there yeah, somehow. Yeah, so
0: there's some huge connection. But, we, yeah, we talked a little bit about magic, too. And Yeah, things.
1: so, you know, card games, people kind of, you know, are like, oh, boy, card games, but um, definitely an, another type of mindset mm-hmm. and really gets the, the brain working. But uh, this is a Fantasy Flight game, um, the card game, the Lord of the Rings game, but uh, it really looks very very sharp normally the you know the games you're competing against other people and uh you know in this case it's kind of a, you can, i guess you can play it as a cooperative where you're you're helping each other get through the quest
0: hmm.
1: so very genius i guess is is how they put it so i just wanted to share that one yeah that's nice i like that so if anybody out there has played it or getting it i'd love to hear about it uh let's see and our last topic of the day the big one the big one so i guess it was earlier this week Mm -hmm. that the supreme court came out there was a it's kind of weird how it uh was titled because it's called uh brown versus entertainment merchants association so anytime i hear brown (laughs) brown versus board of education yeah no it's not the same brown
0: (laughs) there's another brown
1: there's multiple 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 Um and so they struck down i I grabbed a couple articles here, one from the First Amendment Center, and they 're in my local newspaper they have an, every sunday they have a they have an article uh, from this this group it 's usually pretty good. it definitely gives you a libertarian you know a um, point of view of the first amendment, and so I have two articles ones from them one's from um, a, I guess a critic or just a editorial from somebody from the New York Times. And that person is Seth Scheisel. I guess that's his name. Okay. So the whole, the social studies teacher in me, Jerry, really got into this. Okay. So the court struck down a California law preventing the sale of minors of games involving killing maiming dismembering or sexually assaulting an image of a human being now when you say that and you're just like oh my goodness how could they yeah <laughs> how could they ever how could they shoot that down so california made a law saying that they don't want stores selling these games to underage kids so um, the court said, what did the court say, Jerry? You
0: know, I'm, st- I'm stuck. <laughs> the first thing that comes to my brain is what about a centaur?
1: What's that? They're like half horse, half man. Oh, centaur.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are you talking about? It's like a human being. Is that going to be in this? Cause we're talking about images of human beings. Oh, It's <laughs> like half human beings.
1: You're diverting my question, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> what was your question? <laughs> what, so, what did they? What did the Supreme Court say? <clears throat> Excuse me. What was their decision? They said yes or no.
0: Um. <clears throat> yes, Still calling. Jerry, you all right there? One second. Okay. I think I'm going to be fine. Okay. Um. They said that uh, U.S. Supreme Court. Well, states cannot. So they said no. They cannot restrict the sale.
1: Okay. <laughs> I didn't think I was throwing you under the bus.
0: No, you weren't. I, I was okay. like, I'm choking on my own.
1: No, no, no. This they is going to
0: be weird. Stop. Okay. Yeah.
1: Just go there. You talked about I'm, Tijuana earlier. No,
0: I'm snotty this morning.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So they said that the states cannot restrict the sale of these type of video games. Mm-hmm and it's protected on the first amendment the court notes that although video games are primarily intended for entertainment we have long recognized that it is difficult to distinguish uh i don't know what's distinguish politics from entertainment and dangerous to try so the the politics is that the government's trying to restrict this and politics is trying to control the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and it's dangerous to do that um Sexual and violent content are viewed differently. America has a long tradition of limiting depictions of sexual acts. The court notes, has never been restrictive about violence. Uh, certainly the books we give our children to read or read to them when they are younger, containing a shortage of gore. Scalia, Justice Scalia, wrote, Grimm's fairy tales, for example, are grim indeed. Hmm. So he's right. I mean, there's, there's stuff out there that is very gruesome, and uh, it's allowed um states can't target emerging media as new technologies are invented states cannot target them for restriction because of concern about potential influence on children the and then the big one here do you see this the science does not support censorship okay research that violence poses a threat to children saying that doesn't prove that violent video games cause children to act aggressively Mm. they're saying that research does not Show that it's it's not definitive. It does it doesn't show it either way. There's right. there's arguments say that yes, it does make kids more violent. There are arguments that say actually it reduces their violence. Yeah, because they're able to act out in their aggressions within a game, and so that makes them you know that, that causes less violence. So the whole the whole argument is it it's not really that the court. Doesn't like these being sold to minors. It's it's that it doesn't have a right to tell, you know, the people that you can't buy these games.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm just kind of amazed this whole thing's coming up now. Isn't this an argument we should have had when like Grand Theft Auto Three came out? I mean, <laughs> didn't we go through all this <laughs> right. once? Right. You know, I mean,
1: I think that's what led to some of these these laws that have passed throughout the country. Yeah. So basically the court, Supreme Court says it's not the government's role to limit violent video games. Mm. So who's, whose role is it? Well, that's up to – they said number one, it's the parents. The parents are the ones that should decide if if it's allowed or not. I could buy that. Uh, and But we also know as teachers that uh, that doesn't always happen. No. So I have kids out there that are – you know, in sixth grade that are playing Grand Theft Auto. Even though I feel that that is totally inappropriate, it's not my place to tell other families, you know, families that your kids should not be playing that video game.
0: You're in a giant gray area.
1: Right. So this – here's the other issue that a lot of articles that I've read don't really get into is the fact it's not telling the stores. It's not telling Best Buy. It's not telling, you know, Target. It's not telling GameStop or any of these other stores that they can restrict. It's not telling them that they, that they um, don't have to restrict anymore. It's saying that it, it's, it's up to them for the restrictions because there are ratings. There's a rating scale, mm-hmm. just like in movies. And they can – it's up to them whether they restrict it or not. But I'm telling you now that if Best Buy said that we are no longer going to restrict the sale of violent video games and they start selling Grand Theft Auto to six-year-old girls <laughs> – or, you know, six-year-old <laughs> boys or whatever, then what's – the repercussions for Best Buy are going to be horrendous mm-hmm. because people will not – it doesn't take a law for Best Buy to change this around. It, it takes the pocket, you know, the money that comes into the store. It, you'd see a mass yeah. um, protest against Best Buy for not restricting these games. Yeah. So the Supreme Court is basically saying it's not up to them, it's up to the parents, Mm -hmm. it's up to the market. If the market says that it's okay that Best Buy sells these games to minors, Grand Theft Auto, then it's okay. If people are upset about it, then they'll change it and, you know, know, things will go back to the way they are. As far as I know, Walmart, Best Buy, all those major companies that sell video games, they're not, they're still going to um restrict the sale of violent video games to minors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is really anything going to change? Uh, no. 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 So, no. no. so all this big hubbub, you know, all this big fanfare about about oh, well, the Supreme Court says it's okay. No, it's really not saying it's okay. It's just not the Supreme Court's decision. It's not up to the government to say if it's violent or if it's inappropriate or appropriate. Right.
0: Yeah, I like the I like the last part of this article. Overall, the Supreme Court's ruling is a vibrant application of a 219-year-old principle to cutting-edge technology. <laughs> that's yep. that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's very true. That's kind of what's happening.
1: Well, it's it's you know there is genius, whether it was luck or what within the Constitution and how it was written. I mean, they knew that it would mm-hmm. be broad-based, but it could be changed, and you know. As someone who has studied Constitution, uh, you know, I I, I enjoy these type of discussions because it's – you know, people ask for government involvement or not. I mean it's – Yeah. How the Supreme Court interprets that. Like I said, people are upset with the Supreme Court. Oh, you you know – what are you doing? Why are you allowing this? It, no, mm-hmm. they're not understanding what it's actually. Yeah, saying. and
0: this is this is the same argument that's been had multiple times. I mean, I talk about when I just mentioned. Why are we having this conversation now? Because like the Grand Theft Auto three stuff. This is the same conversation that was had about music, and the same conversation that was had about movies. You know, mm-hmm. exact same thing.
1: Yep. And so, even though we have a rating scale for movies, if you go to a movie mm-hmm. that you know is is rated R. You at least around here you have to show ID mm-hmm. if you're if you look too young. Uh, now when I was growing up, it didn't always happen. Yeah, <laughs> but the movie theaters now enforce that, and they that's up to them. So if they stopped that, then people would get upset. If they started going to, if they were allowing ten-year-old kids to walk into rated R movies without a parent, then uh, people would be upset. Yeah. So that's that's how that is ruled it's by the pocketbook and by the public's opinion agreed okay i'm tired (laughs) (sighs) yep i'm spent Uh, uh, that was that was a discussion (laughs) okay so uh anything else uh
0: boy got anything exciting coming up next week
1: um i need (laughs) i need to finish unpacking my room Mm. yeah i think i'll be sending an email to uh uh, to some <laughs> former students of mine and, and bribe them with uh, food. Food always works help. 100% always of works. the time. Yeah. yeah. I got some good kids that helped me pack and probably give them a quick email and say, Hey, can you help out your teacher? <laughs> so, cause it's just, they enjoy it. You know, they enjoy it, but they, I think they enjoy the food. Nice. I think they enjoy the food. So anything exciting for you?
0: Um, no, inching ever closer to my next vacation, which is going to be great. What? Yeah, well, I got to leave again because I'm going to a wedding in Alaska. Alaska? Alaska. And then I'm going to hit Vancouver and Seattle.
1: Are we, uh, oh, Vancouver's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Vancouver's awesome. Um, except when they protest. I, I don't that just <laughs> that just is, really bugs me. That
0: was so outside of
1: That was just that was weird. I I when I was there it was just a wonderful wonderful place. I don't know. It's a small group of people shouldn't, you know. They
0: take their whole key seriously.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so what, next week we're good? Yeah. We'll be Okay, I got an email from Lucas. Oh. Um yeah, saying uh sorry. <laughs> so uh we'll try to set up next week yeah. so We'll, we'll figure that one out and contact each other. Okay. So, I guess, um, let me, where's my notes? <laughs> okay, here we go. Ah, Thank you. <laughs> See, I have to have my notes. So I wouldn't be able to do this. Um, thank you for listening to this week's EdGamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. Have a great week. Half man, half horse. Centaur. <laughs> are, wow.